The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Good morning, I'm Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr. and I would like to thank you for joining us today. We'd like to welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade Telecast being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8, and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in El Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel, 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church located at 1043 Middle Street is the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world with a sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon, a landmark in Cali for 97 years and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hahn Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and conference and homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. The church choir under the direction of Emilia Hahn will start off today's telecast with a wonderful Christmas song to put us into the Christmas spirit entitled, Sing We Now of Christmas. They will be ably accompanied by Edith Matsuki on the piano and Rose Pahakukaro on the organ. 
Our Lord came down to earth as a babe in Bethlehem, bringing hope to all and the promise of life eternal. We lift our hands and rejoice in praise and thanksgiving to the Lord for His great goodness, mercy, and compassion. Please join in singing with the choir as you see the words on your television screen. Church band, under the direction of yours truly, will play the song entitled Ukrainian Bell Carol. Yes, TV viewers, Jesus is the reason for our Christmas celebration. God gave his only begotten son out of unconditional love for the world. We in turn can share God's love with others by spreading the gospel of the kingdom of God. The gospel is the good news that Jesus saved, Jesus heals, Jesus baptizes with the Holy Ghost and with fire, and that Jesus is coming soon.
Christy Hahn will give the Lord all the praises and glory, singing the beautiful song, Worship the King. Doing her background music would be Trusty Associate Pass and Mitz Senior on the guitar, Iris Locke on the drums, and yours truly on the piano. Get all excited and worship the King, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords that reigns over all the earth. We need to focus our attention on the Lord and lift him up in praise to continue to uphold the Christ in Christmas, now and forevermore. Oh, come to the place where the holy child is laid. Oh, come, let us see the new greatly to be praised. Come, let us worship the King. Come, let us worship the King. Jesus the Savior is born, for the Lord will reign over all the earth. Come, let us worship the King. Jesus the Savior
The church choir will now perform their final number for today entitled, Christmas Puts a Carol in Your Heart. The Lord is speaking to you hearts today. Let Christmas put a carol into your heart and let the way to accept him as your personal Savior, Master, and Lord. The words of the song are so uplifting. Christmas is forever, a flame that never dies. A light in the darkness burning for all time. The carol of Jesus, the wonder of Christmas, is God's light inside.
The string section of the band will play the cheerful and uplifting Christmas carol entitled, We Wish You a Merry Christmas. With the warmest of welcomes and merits of cheers, we wish to all of our television viewers a most joyous Christmas and the happiest of New Year's. We pray that you continue to lift the name of Jesus to the highs and give the Lord all the praises and glories due unto his name. For his mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth unto all generations. Associate Pastor Marvin and Sherlyn Bing will now blend their voices to the uplifting song entitled, Alleluia, Little Child. One star night, our Lord and Savior and King was born in Bethlehem. He was a perfect babe, filling the world with His light. We lift up our hands to Him with praise and thanksgiving for bringing that wonderful gift of His love. At this time, it is with great pleasure to dedicate this beautiful song to a dear brother in Christ, who is none other than our brother Dennis Camoral. May the Lord continue to strengthen and pour forth His bountiful blessings upon you. We pray that you will have a wonderful Sunday.
Jesus, a child is born, sent to be Savior and King. Unto us a gift is given, come to the manger and sing. Hallelujah, little child, saved from God Hi, and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I would like to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV channel 28 in Eureka. 
from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW Channel 30 in Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning the schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, Services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer service are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At Akamaki Branch Church located at 1361 Pololo Avenue, gospel services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castaneda Sr. in Kanakai Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. Elverio in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloy in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to return the program back to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who is bring forth his spirit-directed and spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy. Thank you, Melvin. What a glorious day to read the Word of God with you as I present my sermon entitled, Who is the Messiah? Generated and inspired by God's Holy Spirit. Have you ever sought help to overcome some monumental problems and not found that help? Have you needed guidance and direction to do right in the eyes of God? That is, to live a life above sin? In these times of peril, have you wished for that special protection to sustain you, whether in or out of the house of God? Well, look no further. The answers to these questions are within your reach and are found in the gospel of the kingdom of God. Join us in these weekly telecasts, and I'm sure the solution will unfold before you. Nearly 750 years before the birth of the Savior, a remarkable prophecy was given concerning the birth of the Messiah. Not only did the Bible accurately foretell the time and conditions of his lowly birth in a lowly manger, they foretold his character as well. Listen to Isaiah 9, 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Consular, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Turn back the pages of time, 1900 years, and look at this wonderful man as he walked upon this earth. We find this wonderful man sitting alone on an ancient well. The day was hot and humid, and Jesus was wearied from his journey. 
At the time, a poor woman of Samara came to draw water. Little did she realize that there, sitting before her, was one who could give her a special kind of water and make known unto her that although she was living a degraded life, she could receive his special gift, which would lead her towards eternal life. However, she would have to repent of her sins, for she was living in adultery. Let us read of the encounter between Jesus and the woman in John 4, 14 to 15. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water, springing up into everlasting life. The woman said unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not. Neither come hither to draw. Then Jesus revealed himself unto her. She left her water pot and ran into the city and said, Come, see a man which told me all things that I ever did. Is this not the Christ? We read on in 25th and 26th verses in which the woman said unto him, I know the Messiah cometh, which is called Christ. When he is come, he will tell us all things. Jesus said unto her, I that speak unto thee am he. She discovered that he was the Messiah and found him to be a wonderful man. Listen to Acts 10.35. But in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. Now we come to the grave of a young man. He had been dead four days. His sisters and friends mourned for him. Jesus explained to them that Lazarus was only asleep. His disciples said, Lord, if he sleepeth, he shall do well. Jesus said unto them, Lazarus is dead. Read in John, the 11th chapter, verses 21 to 25, 27, 35, and 43. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Jesus said unto her, thy brother shall rise again. Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were yet dead, yet shall he live. Jesus said unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. Jesus wept. Then after looking to heaven in prayer, and when he had thus had spoken, he cried with a long voice, Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus, who was dead, came forth. Lazarus, no doubt, found Jesus to be a wonderful man. In the 26th verse, we read of Jesus, who told them, And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? Down through the centuries, men and women found this man to be wonderful, as prophesied by Isaiah. It is truly wonderful what the Lord has done. Glory to his name. He pardoned our transgressions. He makes us white as snow. He sanctifies our soul. By his blood we are made whole. He brings us through affliction. He is with us in temptation. He prospers and protects us. His blessings ever flow. There's not a single blessing which we receive on earth that does not come from heaven, the source of our new birth. Jesus Christ, the second Adam, was born to give us second birth, a spiritual one. Man cannot bring about this new birth by his own efforts any more than a baby can cause his own conception and physical birth. Rebirth is something that God initiates 
and completes. Apart from this spiritual rebirth, man remains outside of God's family. This Messiah, or the anointed, has been the subject of conversation for almost 1,900 years. The questions are, who is the Messiah? How can I know the Messiah? And when will the Messiah come? There are many prophecies in the Bible which tell of the coming of God's anointed one, and the clues or signs which will positively identify him. One such clue is he will be born in Bethlehem. This was foretold by the prophet Micah, as you read in Micah 5, 2. But thou, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall come he forth unto me that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from of old, from everlasting. When the wise men from the east came to Herod, seeking the birthplace of the Messiah, who was the Lord Jesus Christ, the scribes pointed to this verse as being a prophecy that it would be in Bethlehem. Though they knew the prophecy, they did not give their hearts to the one of whom the prophet spoke. There were two Bethlehems, one in Judah and the other in Zebulon. The Spirit of God, through the prophet, 70 years before the birth of Jesus, revealed the exact one in which he would be born. To make sure that there would be no misunderstanding, both Hebrew and the Aramaic names were given, Bethlehem and Ephrathah, both of which mean house of bread. Both the deity and humanity of Christ are clearly said and found in this verse. As man, he was born as a baby in Bethlehem. As God, he was from of old, from everlasting. You ask, where was the Son all this time? We read in John 1:18, No man had seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. Isaiah tells us that the Savior was born to be born of a virgin. The Hebrew word translated virgin occurs many times in the Old Testament and means an unmarried woman, chaste, pure, and untouched. Therefore, Isaiah's prophecy of the virgin birth of the Messiah was literally fulfilled when Christ was born. Reading Isaiah 7, verses 14 to 15, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Butter and honey shall he eat, that he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good. The word Emmanuel means God with us. When Jesus was born, God became flesh and dwelt among us. Not only did Isaiah predict the virgin birth of Christ, but he proclaimed the deity of Christ as well in this wonderful scripture. Paul tells us in 1 Timothy 3:16, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. Another question is, when will the person fulfilling this description come? Actually, the Messiah has already come. Over 1,900 years ago, Jesus was born in a manger at Bethlehem. His mother was the Virgin Mary. He was the seed of Abraham. He was of the tribe of Judah. He was of the house of David and performed many wonderful working miracles. The blind received their sight. The lame walked. The lepers were cleansed. The deaf heard. The dead was raised to life. And the gospel of the kingdom of God was preached to the poor. He not only claimed to be God, but proved himself to be God by his words and by his works. Who is the Messiah? The Messiah of Israel is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Israel expected him to come as a conquering militarist and in great splendor. Instead, he came in lowly grace. 
born in a manger because there was no room for him at the inn. And today there is no room in the hearts of people for Jesus. Throughout time since his birth, he has been despised and rejected of men. Yes, fears, he died on the cross of God for your sins, for my sins, and for the sins of the whole world. He made the perfect sacrifice once and for all. For without the shedding of blood, there could be no remission of sins. He is the true Passover lamb, which taketh away the sin of the world. And the sin of the world today is unbelief in Christ Jesus. Read in John 69, of sin because he believed not on me. The children of Israel could not enter into the promised land or enter into his rest because of unbelief. Jesus was buried on the third day. He rose triumphantly over death, hell, and the grave. After that, he was seen by many witnesses. For four days, the risen Lord had been instructing the apostles of things pertaining to the kingdom of God, teaching them from the scriptures. Read in Luke 24, 47 to 48, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. And it began with Peter's sermon in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost. Reading Acts 2.36, Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God had made that same Jesus whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Yes, it was clear that Jesus was the Messiah. No message could have been more unwelcome to the Jews who had rejected his messianic claims and crucified him. While Peter preaching power and demonstration of God's Holy Spirit, they that heard were pricked in their hearts and asked, Men and brethren, what shall we do? And that same question should be in the hearts of people today. What must I do to be saved? Read in Acts 2.38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Yes, the Spirit of God fell upon the 120 believers who tarried in the upper room for 10 days, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, forming the first church of which was Christ, still is the head. Peter gave the greatest altar call of all time. 3,000 souls accept the Lord and were baptized in Jesus' name. As we read in the 41st verse, then they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day they were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Praising God, they had all things common and were acceptable to all the people. The Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. The word common is sometimes called first century communism. It is different from today's kind of communism. The early Christians were unselfish and reason what's mine is yours. Today's selfish communism claims what is yours is mine. Outside the name of Jesus, one cannot be saved. You read Isaiah 43, 11, I, even I am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. This verse confirms Acts 4:12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Today, there are very many noble and upright people who believe that their good life will earn them a home in heaven, but it's not so. Reading John 3, 5. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And in the seventh verse, he reads, Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. To be born of water is to be baptized by immersion in the name of Jesus. To be born of the Spirit is to speak in tongues or in unknown language. Thus we see by the scriptures that baptism is essential to salvation. Read in Mark 16, 16. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Salvation does not consist in merely joining a church and striving to live up to Christian principles. What it does mean is living to please God 
which means living a life above sin. Paul tells us in Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Today, this wonderful Messiah, the mighty God himself, offers not a literal material kingdom, but a spiritual kingdom. During the time of Jesus, the kingdom was actually in the midst of the Pharisees, the person of Jesus and his disciples. Jesus told the Pharisees that the kingdom of God cometh not with observation, neither shall they say, Lo here or lo there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. The Bible tells us, had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. One day soon, Christ the Messiah will return to earth to set up his kingdom. Those who receive now will reign and rule with him. Will you, television viewers, receive the Messiah, Christ the Lord, the Son of the living God, and crown him in your hearts as King of kings and Lord of lords? Soon we'll be celebrating his birthday. Let us remember that one of his names is wonderful. If you have never found forgiveness, peace, joy, and rest for your soul through Jesus, will you not now commit yourself to him? As the song goes, I was lost in sin, but Jesus rescued me. He's a wonderful Savior to me. I was bound by fear, but Jesus set me free. He's a wonderful Savior to me. Sweeter is His grace while pressing on my way. He's a wonderful Savior to me. Yes, it is truly wonderful what the Lord has done. The greatest miracle one can receive today is the salvation of one's soul. This is the number one priority in the gospel of the kingdom of God. Healing is secondary. There is no joy in heaven over one who receives the healing, but there is much joy in heaven when one sinner repents and then is saved versus 99 just persons who need no repentance. Today is the day of salvation for all who will hear his voice. There are many great nights mentioned in the Bible, some of them laden with tragedy and others bright with hope. It was a great night when God sent down his death angel into Egypt. It was tragic for the Egyptians because the firstborn in every home died that night, but it meant salvation for the Israelites because they were safe behind the blood of the Lamb, which was without blemish. And it is that same salvation which is enjoyed in Christ Jesus. It was a great night when Jacob slipped beneath the stars and dreamed of a ladder, reaching up into heaven with the angels ascending and descending the ladder. But the greatest and grandest night of all time was the night when Jesus was born. Born to be our Savior, born to die for our sins, born to save us, born that we might be reborn and born to take us home to heaven someday. When the angels sang glory to God in the highest, the Son of Man came into the world. What a night it was. It was a night which has meant more than any other night. When was Jesus born? We find the answer to that question in Galatians 4.4. 4. But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under law, why didn't he come 100 years before or 100 years after? It was because God has a program for the world. He is always on time. He sent his son when it was the best time for him to come. Let us look at God's promise concerning the Savior. The whole situation started in the Garden of Eden. Man had just fallen into sin, and as a result, but the whole human race tumbled down into utter ruin. Because the serpent had been used by the devil to tempt man, God pronounced a curse upon him. God said that the seed of a woman would bruise the head of the serpent. In other words, Jesus would someday crush Satan. In the manger, the baby Jesus, the seed of the woman. Man had nothing to do with his birth. Reading Jeremiah 31, 22, How long wilt thou go about, O thou backsliding daughter? For the Lord hath created a new thing in the earth. A woman shall compass a man. In other words, a woman would bypass a man and would bring forth a child, bringing not of human parentage. This was truly a miracle indeed. When Father Abraham came to God, told him that through his descendants, all the nations of the earth would be blessed. Jesus is the one destined to bless all nations. And truth is his promise. History shows that he has done so. 
and we are of the faith of the children of Abraham, thus becoming spiritual Israelites. The Jews made their contribution to the fullness of the time. They were a covenant people. God had committed his oracles to them. Every tabernacle and temple sacrifice points to the ultimate sacrifice, which was to be Christ upon the cross. The Jews understood and stood for monotheism. There was only one God whose glory filled all the earth. This was the great contribution that they made to the world. This was the great truth which would sound out that men should worship God in spirit and in truth and him only. The Greeks made their contribution to this time fullness of time likewise. Alexander the Great had conquered the known world. He had spread the Greek language near and far. The time was at hand for Jesus to send his preachers out to every nation and preach the glorious gospel of the kingdom of God in a language which all men would understand. Jesus instructed his apostles to make disciples out of men, not denominations. We all know that through today, throughout the world, language created barrier. But at that time, the Greeks had removed the barrier. The Romans also made a contribution to this fullness of time. They had crushed the warring nations of the earth, and peace reigned. It was a good time for the missionaries to go forth to preach Jesus and perfect sacrifice. In addition, the Romans had built magnificent highways, making the journeys of the missionaries more bearable. And so it was a wonderful time for the Savior to come and bring his deep, settled peace, which the world could not give. It is true that this earth is but a tiny speck among the planets and suns of the universe. But in God's sight, our world is different. He has put a race of people upon this earth. The planet Earth is the only planet able to sustain human life. Reading Isaiah 40, 22, it is he that sitteth upon the circle of the earth, and inhabitants thereof are as grasshoppers that stretch out the heavens as a curtain and spread them out as a tent to dwell in. Thus, from this verse we find that the earth is not flat, but a sphere or globe. Therefore, we who have been born again know who the Messiah is. The Messiah was to come forth from the tribe of Judah, Jesus did. The Messiah was to be a descendant of David. Jesus was. The Messiah was to be the Son of God. Jesus was and still is. Now, if you'd like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review the telecast presentation in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. The church band will play the final song for the day entitled, Ring Those Christmas Bells.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.